Tzoraim Tov. We continue in the Sefer Bayam Darkecha. We finish the discussion of Elul. We move on to the discussion of Rosh Hashanah. And the discussion of Rosh Hashanah has four chapters. And God willing, we should finish this before Rosh Hashanah. And the first chapter, specifically Perak Aleph, we just started again. But it's dealing with the Avod of Rosh Hashanah and the Shofar. And again, the Tzaddik will review a few ideas and build up. And we're now in my version, page Samach Gimel, section Aleph. The Tzaddik tells us as follows. Every year on Rosh Hashanah, all the worlds are created brand new. Everything that is created is created brand new. We start from the beginning as it was in the beginning of the creation of the world. So, before the world was created, there was nothing except for the light of Hashem, that infinite life. When Hashem wanted to create the world, He constricted His light, He minimized His light, He concealed His light, He created the world, which is a place that someone who finds themselves inside the world does not see the revelation of this truth that there's only the infinite light which is the entire reality people don't see if you live inside this world you don't see the truth not only that but someone who finds himself inside the world does not see the infinite light as a reality but the opposite he thinks he feels the opposite he thinks that the creatures are the reality. Yes. So, Ora Ganuz was still there, right? Is a man made a. Uh, I'm sorry? Ora Ganuz, the first light was still there, right? The light is there, but it's not seen. It's not perceived. When Adam made first uh, sin, then. Uh... Even before. Okay? And therefore, after the creation of the world, we find ourselves inside of a world that we feel that we have an independent reality that comes from our own power. And therefore, it appears that the world is something that exists on its own. But the truth is that everything that's created has no independent force or life. Every moment they're living just with the force of Hashem the light that gives light and continued existence every moment as the Pasuk says you give life to everything because the light of Hashem is the inner reality of all of existence in footnote Nunvavi says but that which appears to our eyes that the creatures exist on their own it's only because Hashem gives life every moment non-stop. You don't see a break in the action. So if we seem to see ourselves always existing. That is why occasionally God will do supernatural miracles. All of a sudden, the nature is suspended. And that proves that the world does not have its independent existence. But Hashem gives it 
<coughs> existence from moment to moment. And he could therefore change what... The fact that Hashem could change a reality means he's the one who makes the reality. And therefore, the created being can understand that which our existence continues like normal. It's not uh, something that's guaranteed to what our eyes would see. But it's only because Hashem wants that to happen from moment to moment. Once you see that the world for a moment does not exist according to nature, then the question you have to ask yourself is, so what keeps the world going the way we normally see it? And this is one of the one reasons why it's so important we have a mitzvah every day to remember the exodus of Egypt. Why do we have to remember it every day? Because it's from those miracles we will now know that Hashem is the one who gives continued existence even when we don't appear to see miracles. That's why it's so important. You see, Hashem is such a critical aspect because that proved that all of reality depends all on Hashem. But it's hard for us to see that. And that infinite life and God's conduct and influence that gives constant life is concealed from us in this world as the word olam is from the word ha'alam, which means concealed. So to the eyes of human beings, it appears that the creatures have their own reality, they have their own strength, and their own independent reality. Okay. Now, in footnote Nun Zayn, he says a very important point. He says, if now you may make a mistake and think, well, if everything's Hashem, so what we see is just uh, in, uh, uh, an image. It's, it's an imagination. It's not really true. That means I really don't exist. Like rising of sun. No, it just doesn't. It's all Hashem. It's an illusion. So he says, no, it's not an illusion. The, what you see in the creation is true, and it truly exists. Because the Torah says, Bereshis bara Elohim es Hashemayim v'saretz. In the beginning, Hashem created the heavens and He created the earth. There is a reality called heaven. There is a reality called earth. But it's the infinite life that gives energy for these things to exist. And they don't have independent energy. But Hashem wills them into existence every moment. In other words, if you have uh, 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 the energy, uh, what do you call it, the energizer bunny, the bunny goes up and down and up and down and up and down. Does the bunny exist? You could say, well, no, it's the, uh, it's the batteries. Yeah, okay, but the batteries still make the bunny jump up and down, right? So, of course, the world can't exist for a moment if Hashem doesn't will it into existence. And therefore, it cannot be considered an independent reality, but it is a receptacle to the infinite life, and every and everything that is created is in a way to reveal that life. And therefore, we need to nullify our feelings that we're a separate, independent reality that gives our life by ourselves. And we have to chase after and to feel the infinite life that is incorporated in us, and that's the truer reality. So, and he says deeper, 
the existence of creation is true. We do exist. But you got to understand, and that's how we live in this world. But in relation to the infinite light from Hashem's perspective, we're not considered any reality. So that's a difficult idea to hold. But the, the footnote is adding, I said, why do I bother? If I don't exist, I don't exist. What do I care? Then says, you do exist. But your existence is energized by Hashem. And therefore, don't fool yourself and think you're an independent being. You're not. You're a being that exists and is totally dependent on Hashem, but you still have what we call free will choice. Okay, that's first part. Second part. After the word was created, there's two levels as how a creature can feel about his existence and the existence of the world. Level number one, the simple basic level, a person looks at things externally and with his eyes, he doesn't see Hashem bringing energy and life every moment. The creatures don't feel this. They feel like they're independent beings. But even if he feels that way, he certainly understands that Hashem's the creator and he is who runs the world. To the point that if you're on that level and you sense and you feel that after Hashem created creatures, they have their own existence and Hashem has given us abilities and now they are ours he gifted us now I can be what I am and but I gotta listen to Hashem that's first level that's 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 it's at least a level because there's a lot of people who don't believe in God at all so there's a low the lowest level that's acceptable as a Jew is to say okay I'm, I'm, I'm my own God gave me all my talents but now that I have them they're mine and I live by myself and I have to listen to God so there's God there's me and I gotta listen to God and that is a the basic lowest level of a Jewish understanding if you don't have that understanding then you're not even thinking like a Jew if you think you, you're an accident and there's no God in this world that's out now that understanding is revealed in the name of Hashem of Eloi Kim Elohim is the name that shows the conduct that is from the creature's perspective. As you know, Elohim is the same gematria of Hateva, which is nature. So therefore, the explanation of the word Elohim is Hashem is the master of all forces, and Hashem reveals himself, and he runs the world. So therefore, Hashem is the master of the forces. Okay, Hashem created all the forces. And he created the forces um, that we have. Okay. And, uh, and therefore, but Hashem is the, the one in charge of all that. So what, what is the result of that? Is that there is some type of nature. And Hashem allows this nature to exist. And therefore, everything that's created has a certain significance. And we all know it came from Hashem. Okay. And, uh, but it only came because Hashem gave us that. 
Hashem gives us this ability. Okay, and we know Hashem gave it to us. And nobody thinks for a minute, I created myself, I made myself. Hashem gave it to us. And Hashem, so to speak, uh, he's the owner, so to speak, of them. And he gave it to us. It's on loan. It's on loan. That's one level. The deeper level is that we have no independent existence at all. It's all the light of Hashem. And that understanding is the name of yud Hey vav Hey that teaches Hashem is the essence of reality who gives this continued life. We have no life at all. Now that name of Hashem is concealed within the creation and our job is to reveal it. That's our job. And therefore on the top he goes again, the higher levels a person knows that he has no independent existence at all he looks at the internal realities and we live only based on Hashem's giving us the light every moment. And therefore, there's no such idea as independent existence because we're getting our life from Hashem every moment. And therefore, I'm not an independent thing. And therefore, the power that Hashem gave us that's enclosed within us, but it's not ours at all, and here's where he says, it's, it's like we're, we're watching uh, a picotum. We're, we're watching something that was given over to us. And it's just a tool to bring out that light. Instead of Hashem, so say, giving it to us, the first opinion is Hashem gave it to us. It came from him. And thank you very much. You gave it to me. And, and I have to listen to what you gave to me. Otherwise, you're going to take it away from me. The second understanding is, I don't have anything. It's all alone. And at any second, it's gone. I have no ownership of it all. Do I have ownership that Hashem gave me? Or am I just a, a custodian? It's a big difference between a custodian and an owner. The owner means I have it, I can do it. I can do what I want with it. You gave it to me. You gave it to me. I can do what I want with it. If you're a custodian, you can't do what you want. I, the, the owner can take it away from you any second. That's the higher level. The lower level is Elohim. The higher level is Yudei Vavhe. And that's why we end Yom Kippur saying, Hashem Hu Ho Elohim. The Yudei Vavhe reality, that's the essence of what we perceive as Elohim, which is the superficial. That's the second point. Third point, starting on page Samachlov. Here we now come to man's free will choice. Each and every one of us has to make a decision. After the creation has taken place, we have a Bechira. What is the Bechira? Do we go with the superficial way of looking at the creation to feel like an independent being and to live according to nature? and how the physical world goes. And even though he understands you have to serve Hashem who is God, and, but, and if you want to do that and believe in him, that's in an external way, but I still have my own existence, and I'm prepared to do what Hashem wants. Hashem made me, I am, I am who I am, and I now, and I thank you for giving me this life, and it's mine, and I'm, and I'm going to choose to serve you independently. I'm choosing to serve you. 
But uh, such a person is not prepared to live with feelings of dveikus and beetel to Hashem to the point where his life expires or with feelings that he has nothing outside of Hashem. But he wants to live with a feeling that Hashem is the boss and I have my own independent life, life outside of Hashem. That's one way to look at that way. The other way is, the person say, I want Hashem, I'm not able, I don't want to live independently. I'm looking for that connection with Hashem that, it, that I know is there and I want to nullify myself. I know there's an illusion that I look like I'm separate, but I don't want to live that way. I want to live that way exactly as part and parcel of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he wants to make the decision that Hashem is his whole reality. He doesn't want to live in a superficial way, whereas if he has independent reality, he wants to enter into the true complete truth of Enod Milvado and to live with that feeling completely. That's the free will choice a person has. And that's the test that every creature has. Okay. Now this second idea of living in the deeper reality, we call this Hasogas Hayichud, comprehension of the unity, which is an understanding that not only did Hashem create the world and run the world, but even after the creation, there is no reality but Hashem. And in that idea of Hasoda Sayyichu, there's different levels. But the first, the lowest level of this higher level is not Hashem gives us continued existence and we have no independent reality. And therefore, there's nothing outside of Hashem. There's no independent reality except the light that we are the cleave for, the receptacle that takes in the light. And we're just something that is meant to reveal the light. And this comprehension, every Jew is able to understand it. If he works on that, he will merit to feel this all the way to the end. And then he can get into the deepest relationships with Hashem, as is discussed in all the holy books. So this is the real test for the human being. If he merits and he passes the test, and he doesn't want to live as an independent reality, but he cries out to Hashem, and when does he do that? We will explain that's the cry of the shofar. That's the cry of the shofar, which we'll explain uh, during the week. Then if a person lives that way, Hashem will shine the light, bring it into the person with love, a love that doesn't mean anything, and the person will begin to feel that reality. And that we'll see is the power of the shofar that you can really feel that you're connected to HaKadosh Baruch. And then the person will merit to nullify himself truly before Hashem, be incorporated into Hashem's existence, and that's the true success, the highest success that a human being can have, to live in the light of life of Hashem. Now really, this is a test all year long. But on Rosh Hashanah, this is the main test. Because on Rosh Hashanah is the day of the creation of man. That was the day that man, 5,784 years ago, became a something, an independent something. And as it were, 
he was separated from Hashem. And we'll see that first man had to make that same choice. Had to make that same choice. And every year we repeat this process. The entire process is repeated. This Rosh Hashanah, you are now created. Brand new. Okay, you look 50 odd years old, whatever. But brand new. And now you're going to start the same way Adam did and you're going to make the same decisions. Remember, when Hashem created the world, He concealed Himself. And He gave man the ability to choose where he could either feel that he's an independent reality and he and Hashem are two separate things or not. And that's your choice. How much you can remember the reality of Hashem to know that great level. Okay, so now, on this day was created in the first day of the world and every year, Rosh Hashanah, is this situation of somethingness that the creature feels. And this becomes the root of the test. Will the person feel that he's a something, an independent, and leave Hashem, God forbid? Or does the person merit to nullify himself and want to be incorporated within the true existence of HaKadosh Baruch? Now there's a Kabbalistic term that we're going to share with you that is a very important one. It happened on the creation of man. It happens every year. Kabbalistic term is called Nisira, which means sawing, taking a saw and cutting something. What does that mean? Before God created anything, whatever existed was totally incorporated within Hashem. I can't describe it. Before there was mass, before there was time, whatever existed was all Hashem. When Hashem created the world, He created an illusion of things being separated from Him. So when the world was created, as it were, things got sawed off from Hashem. Instead of being a complete part of Hashem, it became an independent thing. And this happens every year on Rosh Hashanah, where we take that pre-creation understanding that everything is Hashem, and then when Hashem created the world, he sawed everything apart, and everything appears to have an independent existence. And now this becomes our avoda. Two steps. Number one, as an independent being. Okay, I'm independent. I look independent. I feel independent. I accept the yoke of heaven. Even the part of me that feels separated from Hashem will not rebel against Hashem. And I will recognize that he is the king and I accept the yoke, even as an independent person. Step one. Step two, you go to a higher level. You go inner and you say, do we want to remain an independent person? Or do we scream out to Hashem through the shofar, we want to connect with you and we don't want to be a separate independent reality. And if we choose this, as we said, this hasoga sayichud, and we don't want to be separated, Hashem will give us the light to feel that connection to Hashem. Now, while we need the two steps, he will explain. Why can't we just jump to step two? He'll, exp he'll explain why you have to have step one before step two. Okay, now we go to the fourth section over here, which is the goal of the test. So, in the depth of our Avoda and Rosh Hashanah, is that we coronate Hashem 
willingly. We willingly want to be incorporated in his reality. We want to reveal that we are nullified to him. And we want to merit to be one with him and not separate. And therefore Hashem created us in this way that we have the option to feel independent and to choose, do I want to choose Hashem's malchus or not? And there's two things that you're going to be choosing over here. He says, remember, before the world existed, the source of all existence was incorporated in Hashem. There was nothing outside of Hashem. And no one had any choice. The reality was your partner said, there's no choice. That was called what we call mystically ahor, backwards. Back. The back. I not choose. No one chose anything. We were all part of Hashem. There was nothing to choose. Hashem created the world. He minimized his uh, apparent reality where we have a world that appears to be on its own and now man can be tested does he want to recognize Hashem or not and does he want to be bound up to Hashem and now the difference is when you choose something that is a truer reality than something was forced upon you before man was created there were no choices Hashem creates us with the choice and when we choose, this is called punim, that's face to face. No different than the first man. The first man was back to back, connected. No choice, but they couldn't see each other. What did Hashem do? He separated the male from the female. Now they could choose to be with each other. And that's the depth of marriage. You can have a marriage where you're, you're, you're always born together. <laughs> and there's no choice. So just like in marriage, there's a choice. Really, you started together. Your two half-souls were together in Shemayim. Hashem could live you that way. Always be that way. But there's no choice. It's not real. Or Hashem says, I put you together, but I'll separate you. Now you have a choice to be back together. That's the exact same thing that's happening in the creation of the world. Hashem is giving us this choice. And therefore, there's got to be the separation. Without the separation, then there is no choice and it's not a real decision. So, therefore, before he sought us off and he created everything, we have to accept him as the king because he is everything. There's nothing for us to choose. So, therefore, he created a reality that we seem to have independent reality. We seem to have free will choice. And we could choose if I want to be connected to Hashem or not. And if he still wants to coordinate Hashem and he says, Hashem, I want you. I don't want to feel like an independent being, but I accept the force of Hashem. I want to be truly connected to Hashem. It's a connection of being incorporated in Hashem. I want to feel and live this truer inner core of reality that all reality is from Hashem. He says to Hashem, you are my king. I will never leave you because I know that you are the only true reality. And any thoughts of somethingness is a complete lie and evil. And I choose to live with the true good, with a desire and a love and a free will choice. I coronate you over me to recognize that you are everything. That is what's happening on Rosh Hashanah.
And when that happens, the perfection and the goal of creation comes to reality. Because Hashem created the world, He lusted to have a domicile down in this world. And it only happens if mankind says, you are the domicile. That's the goal of creation. Very important footnote, Samach Gimel. He says, when a person recognizes the unity of Hashem, then a person has true emuna, an emuna that you can feel. Okay, because when a person knows that he has no independent reality, has no strength outside of Hashem, so therefore he lives that there's nothing that can do anything except from Hashem. If everything is from Hashem, you're not afraid of anybody else. It's all Hashem. The more you understand that unity of Hashem and you understand that everything, nothing exists on its own, so your emuna in God's supervision becomes truer and deeper and is palpable that you can feel. A belief in God's supervision, when you think about it deeper from a, a point of view of unity, it's not that there are two separate things, but it's all one thing. A person doesn't see the SS guards as separate being against Hashem. They see it's Hashem. So if we understand that secret of the unity, and you understand that it's, it's not that God is far away and he's looking at what's going on and he'll decide what to do. He is everything that's right here. So it's not like a God who, 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 who um, directs others and from outside organizes things. But he himself is within the reality and he is those things. And since the creatures are not their own independent realities, but it's just the light that shines upon him and he maintains them, Hashem is doing everything. So therefore God did not create a world that works on its own power. Because then you could say, well maybe these are things that are done by that which God created. But no, the creatures have no reality. It's just Hashem giving them life and therefore he's supervising every single detail. And now he comes to the most important part. He says, this is the depth of the coronation of Hashem and Rosh Hashanah. It's not just enough, although it's step one, but it's not enough, to accept the yoke of Hashem. That I say, I will do everything Hashem tells me to do. That's for sure a step that has to happen, but that's not the end goal. The deeper, there's two types of coronation. The superficial coronation and the in-depth coronation. To come to the recognition that Hashem's the only reality and that something happens without Him. And that's a deeper reality. And therefore, my acceptance of the yoke is much deeper. And you understand there's no option but to do the will of Hashem. There is no other option. And therefore, the main idea of the realm is to realize this is a realm of a unified realm. It's not just saying, you're the king and I'm here, and I decided that I'll serve you. <laughs> He's saying, you know what? I choose to not look at myself as an independent being. I choose to look at myself as part of the unified perfection of Hashem. I choose to be the microphone of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that means I'm giving up all my reality for you, Hashem. And when you do that, you get a tremendous amount of energy and uh, life 
vitality, realizing that that's what's happening to you. And therefore, the concept of, of, of Rosh Hashanah, that we are freshly created, and on Rosh Hashanah we start as first man. I, I have my own, I'm, a, I'm my own person. I look like my own person. God gave it to me. And therefore, there's going to be two levels. Level one is I accept upon myself the yoke of heaven to do what Hashem wants and to cling to him as me, a separate entity, and he is the leader. And the second level is to nullify myself before Hashem and to be totally incorporated in this reality. And he says these are two avodos that must happen one after the other. You can't jump from one to the other. The first one is, on Rosh Hashanah, you were created new, like first man was created new. And I have to accept upon myself to listen to Hashem. And I'll subjugate myself to his reality and give him covet shemayim and give him nachas. And that's what happens when we say, Zachreinu l'chaim. That we have to have kavodah, that we accept upon the yoke of heaven with truth and to decide to use all the forces that Hashem gives me for his honor. Okay, this is all external. Okay, when we say, Zachreinu l'chaim, we have to think about that idea that, yes, I still feel I'm an independent being, even though that's not the true reality. And I think I'm a separate being. But I accept the yoke of heaven and therefore Hashem will give me life. And every davening that we do to this avoda, we're always saying, for true life, doing the will of Hashem with excitement, with vacus. But that's the external part. That, that when we view that we have a reality, and that is the first avoda in every one of the davenings when we come to Zechreinu L'chaim. And this is called Avoda Hanasira, the service what's, as we're sought apart from Hashem. And we'll see this, the Avoda of all the 10 days of Tshuva. And we'll talk more about this. But then comes the blowing of the shofar, which becomes the next step. And that's what we're going to continue tomorrow, that next and much deeper step.